freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to the second hour of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, inform, and educate. Sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We just had Brian Crosswright. He's the founder of Second Amendment Organization, 2AO. Uh, we had to kind of cut him short, and I just want to let everybody know that you can reach him at 2AO.org. And you can donate to the bus tour, which is going to be driving across America and helping to fight the kind of the innate uh, discrimination that gun control is. And, um, you know, he's got some great backing, like the NRA is working with him and and uh, he's got some great backing, but he needs us. What can I do to help? That's our theme, right? What is our theme? Who is looking out for your Second Amendment rights and how do I help? Not just Cheryl Todd on the radio. I'm talking to you listening to me. I want you to ask that question of yourself and I want you to get involved in some way, shape, or form. And if it's donating the four bucks to the bus tour to help pay for gas instead of buying a $4 cup of coffee, then then you did it. You did something. And I thank you. And Dan thanks you. And 2AO thanks you. All right. Now, we have an awesome guest coming up with such a great story of success. I'm so excited. We had Alexander P. Rubian on once before, but he's the president of the New Jersey Second Amendment Society, and they had some big news happen this week. Are you with us, Alexander? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, I'm so excited. So dive right in. This has something to do with a check for $100,000 coming from the Attorney General's office in New Absolutely. Jersey? Absolutely. It's probably, it is hands down, unequivocally, the biggest success that we've had in New Jersey in regard to our Second Amendment rights. Uh, it just all stemmed when we started asking questions of how we're being investigated uh, when it comes to applying for our firearm identification card. Now, this might sound confusing to people in Arizona and the rest of the country, but in New Jersey, uh, we actually have to apply and then go beg the government of, of New Jersey for our rights, which has taken from three months to over a year sometimes, for just the police department to issue a, uh, a firearm card, then we can go uh, purchase a firearm. Hmm. Now, we never knew what they were doing. We don't know the standards. We don't know the procedures. So we sued the state and said, we want to know what you're doing, how you're investigating us, and why it takes over a year sometimes to do your quote-unquote investigation. After four years, we were provided a redacted version of the investigative manual, uh, which then we were still awarded our uh, part of our legal fees. We appealed that, but because they didn't want to pay interest on the uh, awardment of $102,000, uh, they gave us a check right away, and we still have the second half, probably about $150,000 in appeals right now, as well as a full version of the manual. I, there are so many things about your story that are just shocking to me. And it is probably because I live in a state like Arizona where I get treated like an adult, thank God. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm treated like an adult due to the efforts of organizations similar to yours that are fighting here in Arizona to preserve and protect and reclaim our all elements of our Second Amendment rights. But so you go in and you, you're just saying, I just want to own a gun and I have to get a permit. And it's this mysterious process. Is that what you're telling us? That's exactly what it is. And what and are they afraid you're going to find out about the process? Well, we don't, we don't know. If you remember the last time that I was on the show, we launched our undercover videos where we were going into police departments, and certain police departments were actually discriminating and saying, well, this woman was too old, so I denied her. This mm. woman was too small. I mean, and we caught this on video where the cop then goes and says, these women don't deserve their rights, or that person was too old, in my opinion, or this person was too young, and so forth. And then he goes on to say, and you know what, if you're going to fight me on this and appeal it to the court, he taps on the manual, which is the manual we're suing for. He goes, I have, quote-unquote, broad discretion on how I can turn turn away applicants. And this, so, yeah, and your videos are on your website. It's nj2as.com, is it? Uh, yeah, com. And also on your guest page, because I build a guest page on gunfreedomradio.com for all of my guests, and there, you can link to them there as well. But this is what we are fighting against when you hear people say we need common sense gun reform. Is there anything oh, absolutely. common sense about what's going on in New Jersey? Exactly. And that's why when we talk to these quote-unquote common sense anti-gun un-Americans, I always ask them the one question. Well, in your opinion, what kind of gun should I own since you're constantly and actively fighting against the kind of common guns that I own? They can never answer that question. Because in their world, they don't think any gun is acceptable to own because they want to have a disarmed America. So, Alexander, did they give you a list of what they want now, what they're looking for with people? Well, we, we have a, what they said, it's pretty fun. If you actually look at the manual, it's just blacked out page after blacked out page of just a redact, redactment after redactment. This is after the, comments, the lawsuit? This, this is, is after, after the lawsuit. After they gave you the check and all that. And all that. And, and, the, and the comical part, and this is how terrible their arguments were, they were actually arguing that specific parts of the manual are highly confidential because if it was released, then gang members and criminals will then know how to circumvent the law. But the, the, the comedy there was those parts that they were referring to are actually available on the state police website. <laughs> well, isn't it more like it's kind of a dim- uh, uh, discrimination that they don't allow elderly people to have guns? They don't have oh, maybe color? Exactly. And that, that's uh, part of the, the basis of our lawsuit that we're going to actually be uh, filing uh, over the next couple months. And we're actually looking for plaintiffs. I'm actually actively going out to these neighborhoods, asking people that if they've been denied or turned away, because unfortunately the people that walked in, and the cop tells them, I'm going to deny you, so don't waste your time applying. There's no record of those people actually coming to the police department because they were never even given an opportunity to apply. Well, one of those blackout pages might say something like this. Officer Joe, Joe Brown uh, doesn't like this person, so they can't get a gun. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And that's, that's so much discrimination against everyone. No one person should be able to have that right to discriminate somebody. It should that's be exactly you, it. criminal and- record. Bottom line, criminal record and ability to uh, to handle a gun. That's it. I mean, and and the irony there is that that is more reason why they should own a gun. If a woman is so petite that she cannot defend herself 
against a, a six foot five, two hundred or three hundred pound man, that is more reason. And this cop is making the argument, well, she shouldn't own a gun because she's too small in my opinion. And that's what we're suspecting they're hiding in this quote unquote investigative manual issued by the state police and the attorney general saying, Hey, if you feel that this person is too small or too big or too black or too white or too old or too young, you can, you know, as the cop said, he's given broad discretion on why to turn down applicants. That's discrimination if somebody's too, they think somebody's too small to handle a gun or if they're in a wheelchair that they can't have a gun. That's totally wrong. Exactly. And, you know, to take things even a step further, if this was any other issue, if we were talking about any government entitlement program like welfare um, or, you know, disability, there would be massive outcry in all the Democrat-controlled neighborhoods. But because it's a gun issue, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly these Democrats are like, well, it's okay to discriminate on these issues. But if you're going to delay someone's welfare or the opportunity to vote, you know, um, you know, I find it comical. Bernie Sanders had this whole speech about people waiting too long. I think it was in actually Arizona. Yes. <laughs> that, he, that they were waiting too long. And he's talking five hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, geez, could you imagine what his reaction would be when he finds out people wait five, six months to over a year? just to exercise the Second Amendment right. I wonder if you would have the same tune and sentiment at, at that point. Right. Yeah, it's I, interesting how they have selective uh, outrage. I'm really yeah, surprised. They're, hip- they're hypocrites. I'm really surprised that a political year and, you know, a presidential election year and Christie was running for president and he's saying he's pro-gun. What part of pro-gun are we seeing in New Jersey? Well, that's the irony. We actually went out, We when he went out onto the national stage and said he's made it easier for people to acquire a firearm permit. We went out to all the police departments the following morning, uh, recorded 10, to, you know, 10 or 12 of them, and put out a video where the cops were literally laughing in our faces. It, that's one of the videos. If you go to nj2as.com, and they're saying they didn't make it any easier. It's actually harder today than it was five years ago and six years ago before he was pre- uh, governor. So, you know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, we don't believe that rhetoric, and uh, we proved it. Well, you did prove it, and I love it. And um, when I'm listening to you talk about this mysterious uh, list of of things that will allow or disallow somebody to own firearms, all I can think of is the no-fly list, right? The secret list that nobody knows how they get on Mm -hmm. or how they get off. Mm -hmm. And if anything, in New Jersey they passed a law and they called it, you know, such a smart common sense that people on the the, uh, terror watch list should not own guns. So if you want to find out if you're on, on a terror watch list, just come out to New Jersey, apply for a gun, and if they deny you because you're on a no-watch list, I mean, that's perfect ammunition, no pun intended, mm-hmm. for any of the terror groups to say, hey, this guy is red flag. Let's not, um, you know, put him uh, in charge or in control of doing some type of terror plot because, you know, we know that he's watching it. <laughs> you know, so those are the unintended consequences that these, you know, these people in Trenton think they're so smart, but... Now they've provided a way of the terrorists to acquire intelligence that mm. they will never be able to find out. Seriously. Well, we got to wrap up, but I want you to be sure and tell everybody how do they see all of those videos, follow your work, and also support you. You don't have to be in New Jersey to support what you're doing, right? Absolutely not. We tell everyone all the time what happens in New Jersey does not stay in New Jersey. This is a cancer that's spreading nationally. If you look at what they did in D.C. with their carry laws, that was an exact duplicate of what we do in New Jersey. And, you know, people have to understand that we're behind enemy lines. If they go to NJ, like New Jersey, the number two, AS.com, they can join up, they can sign up for our newsletters, 
They can find us on Facebook and support us. And we're making sure we kill this cancer and cut it out before it gets any worse nationally. Man, I love it. And you can join for, it's it's not even expensive. No, it's, our membership is $35 a, a year. 35 and, bucks uh, a year. Who doesn't have that? And we can assure you, we want to change the national narrative from look what they're doing in New Jersey and getting away with to look what they tried in New Jersey and these people lost their jobs or these politicians were fired or it was unsuccessful in the court. And that's what we want to accomplish nationally. Well, Alexander, thank you so much for your work and for all the work that your, your members are doing over there. And we're going to stay closely in touch with all of your successes that I know you're going to have. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the NRA convention. Absolutely. I'll be there. Thanks so right. much. Bye now. Have a great day. All right. Stick around. We still have more to come. We have Miss Megan Boland coming up right after this to talk to us about investment. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Remember your Shakespeare. Some people are born great. Some people achieve greatness. And some people have greatness thrust upon them. A lot of people throughout history didn't think the candidates were great. But once they became president and had to deal with the things they had to deal with, they were seen as great. So let's not be too cynical. Here's the rule. Let's be skeptical, but not cynical. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. You've heard other shows, but now it's time to get the retirement intelligence you want. Intelligence that's innovative and strategic in its thinking, aimed at minimizing risk and maximizing enjoyment. That's Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner. Listen every Saturday afternoon at 5 and Sunday morning at 6, right here on 960 The Patriot. That's Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner, a strategic asset conservation. Listen every weekend to Retirement Intelligence with Tom Bruckner, right here on 960 The Patriot. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. 
The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. Me, a cat moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We have Megan Bolin. She's a mom, wife, a citizen, and who is passionate about the Second Amendment. Also, one of the ladies we met in the D.C. Project in February. She helped Cheryl write a uh, blog about investment, which I'm very curious to um, hear about. But also, she uh, has a blog called The Downrange Girl. Well, Megan. let's bring Megan on yes. and find out. Are you with us, Megan? Hi, guys. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, thank you for reaching out. You know, when I write a, a blog, um, I like to get other people's input. And so my Facebook page is filled with people from, you know, all different walks of life and thought processes and that sort of thing. And so when when I wanted to talk about, you know, what is what are your Second Amendment rights mean to you in terms of, let's say, women's rights. I just kind of threw that out there. Mm -hmm. Your reply was so different than anything else I'd heard that I I had to make the whole blog about your quote. So tell us a little bit about where you come up with the idea of investment. So my big thing is that we have investments that we protect all the time. We have house insurance that we pay, car insurance that we pay, life, health care health insurance. And that's all to protect in case something goes wrong. To me, I believe that the time, effort, and energy that a lot of us have put into our own lives, be it trade school, college, military experience, to get to where we are in our career and where we are providing for our family are our biggest investment. And to me, the Second Amendment is is very much on par with another type of insurance, except it's an insurance that you can use now rather than once you have passed or once something bad has happened. It can help eliminate that. I just think that is, I mean, it makes such perfect sense, but I just never thought of it that way before. And yeah, it, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, my big thing is that when we hear conversations about the Second Amendment, it's normally very more, it's more macro ideas, right? It's, mm-hmm. I want to protect my family. I want to protect myself. But what is it that you're exactly protecting? We all have these different labels that we're so proud of. Mm-hmm. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. And those are my 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 two huge accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. But also, I've worked so hard in my career 
so hard at school to get where I am today that when we start putting these sub labels on, you really get to see who the person is and what exactly they're aiming for um, when it comes to personal protection and why they truly believe it, that they're that they themselves are worth it. And you said that, you know, if you ever run into somebody and you live, you live in D.C., don't you, in that area? I live in Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia, which Virginia is gun friendly, but right across the river, D.C. is not so gun friendly. And that you run into people fairly often that that aren't pro-gun, aren't pro-rights. And that when you approach them with this idea, that maybe you make a little bit of headway with them. Yeah, it's it's a non-emotional way of explaining it, of why I do it. And I think a lot of people can relate to, well, how much are your student loans? You know, there there's some people in right? D.C. that have extremely advanced degrees, that they have $120,000 and $150,000 worth of student loans. And I was like, you've worked really hard to get those degrees. You're still paying off the loans. If something happens to you, why would you put yourself and your investment in yourself in jeopardy? I just think that is so brilliant, really. I mean, did, did that just kind of naturally come to your mind, or was it something you sort of thought about, why do I really love my Second Amendment rights? So I think it just occurred to me one day. Um, my big thing is I get, I'm, I'm from Boston, so I have a lot of people that say to me, why on earth do you like shooting? Why are you a supporter of the Second Amendment? And it just seems like a natural fit that I could explain it to them as you have home insurance, you have car insurance, what you have life insurance, but you can only use that once something bad has happened. What do you do before that as a preventative measure? Mm-hmm. So um, when we were talking off the air, you said that you'd lived overseas for a while, and yes. and that experience gave you a greater appreciation for the Second Amendment. Can you expound on that a little bit? It absolutely did. So in 2008, I worked over in Baghdad, Iraq, and I think that seeing how a population was thrown into such turmoil turmoil by terrorist factions, seeing how people that worked with Americans were targeted for assassinations or kidnappings or their families assaulted or threatened, it really put in perspective that the only way to combat someone that is that horrible and that negative and armed is to arm yourself. Wow. And you lived that. This isn't, yeah, yeah. this isn't theory. You know, so often we just hear people speak in terms of theory, and you were there and experienced it. Yes, and I was, I was fully dependent on other people protecting me, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also, we have an incredible military, um, and it was really interesting to see the professionalism and the level of capability that they have, but we were fully reliant on them providing security so we could do our job. Wow. And, you know, there's only so many of them. It's like here in the United States, and every week we have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report to show that, you know, if we aren't our own first responders, the police sometimes just can't even get there in time to do anything other than write the report on your death. Exactly. Not because they're bad. It's because they're busy. And there's time, you know, it takes time to travel to where you are from where they are. Absolutely. Um, so we met at the D.C. Project in February. So tell us how you are involved with that program. Okay, so I saw the D.C. Project online. And having worked in politics for a congresswoman as well as a presidential campaign, I'm extremely passionate about politics, but specifically seeing women engage with their legislators. And I saw this from a girl in a gun, and I thought that this was such a phenomenal idea to have women go and speak to their legislators on a one-on-one basis. 
And so I wrote saying, hey, I'm, I'm not a professional shooter. I'm not a, a, my name is not well known, but I'm hoping that some of my experiences might be able to help it enhance an understanding of how con- congressional offices work and maybe some talking points that might help along the way. Absolutely. Well, you were very helpful to us and very encouraging to us to kind of let us know, because I didn't know. I'd never sat down with a legislator before. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do when I walk in their office. I don't want to waste their time. You know, I want them to feel like I could be taken seriously and our project can be taken seriously. So you were very helpful with that. Oh, thank you so much. I know how intimidating it can be, be to go and talk to someone, especially of a certain distinction. Mm-hmm. And I just think it means so much more to legislators when they hear personal testimony. Absolutely. It's great to have larger organizations, organizations talking on your behalf, but when you can sit down face-to-face and explain why it's so important to you and why you're committed to this, it, it, has, it resonates more. Well, and then even the idea that you helped us understand that we can be a resource for them. So I could say to my legislator, you know, so if you need to reach out to a business owner, oh, by the way, I'm a female business owner. Oh, and I'm a female business owner that owns a gun store, and, oh, I also have a radio show, I could be a pretty good source of, (laughs) right? So you helped me see that. For them, you're an excellent person to know, right? You hit a lot of different marks that are important to them. Absolutely. And, And you helped me see that, oh, I have value to them as well. And so there's that relationship angle that we can help each other yeah megan you created a monster i'll just tell you every time there's a poli- every time there's a political thing in phoenix now we're going to that we're going to this we're going i to love that. it so. i hope you run for office then soon oh my goodness well uh, that might be a while but maybe and i would have never thought of it before but hey stick around we're going to hold you through the commercial we've got lots more to talk with miss megan bolin and uh it's about the dc project it's about investment and stick around. Hi folks, I'm Don Kyle. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com. Or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to begin? Do you fear your job is in jeopardy or your business income reduction keeping you awake at night? We're in the best time in 25 years to make a fortune in real estate without using your money or credit. My name is Ron Legrand, and I've taught over a half a million people to do just that and personally bought hundreds of houses myself. 
If you'll call 800-591-6077, 24 hours a day, and leave your information, I'll send the first 500 callers my hot new CD, Foreclosure Fortunes, and my best-selling book to help you get started absolutely free. I'll show you how to build a six-figure income part-time with no previous experience and no license, even if you're a busy professional. Call 800-591-6077, 24 hours, and get my new book and CD free. That's 800-591-6077. Take your life back and make this your best year ever. Call 800-591-6077 now. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town, Avondale, off the I-10 and Dysart Road, and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan you. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribusunum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We're with Megan Boland, and we're talking about who's looking out for your Second Amendment rights and how do I help. And, Megan, you made a comment that maybe Cheryl could uh, run for some kind of office. <laughs> and we have, we have every other Tuesday at 2 a.m. for one hour available. <laughs> Would that work? Yeah, we're a little busy. <laughs> anyway, um, getting back to Megan... Uh, you know, you mentioned that, you know, protecting your investment and, and two of the things that you feel like you've really accomplished in your life is being a wife and a mom. And how important is it to you to teach our children, not just about how to safely be around firearms, but about our rights? It's essential. I think one of the most encouraging things that has come out, especially with the millennial demographic that we're seeing in studies, is that they tend to have a stronger bond with their parents, meaning that they don't as much. And I think that this is an awesome opportunity for us as parents to take advantage of and use these strong bonds to help them understand why, as a family, we have certain beliefs and how we can impress upon them. For our house in particular, 
um, it's very much about gun safety. And when my son went off to kindergarten, he walked into school and he saw the mascot and he goes, oh, my goodness, Mom, Eddie the Eagle is here. (laughs) To other parents, it was horrifying, right? But to us, we, we could not have been more proud. Exactly. Eddie the Eagle, we're talking about the NRA safety program that that teaches kids if you happen to encounter a firearm on the playground, right? Or at a friend's house. You stop, Mm -hmm. you don't touch, you leave the area and you tell an adult. Dan's going to start singing the song. (laughs) No, I'm not. So I love that that your children knew that. And I, uh, you know, we're all about legacy. We're all about the next generation and what's going to happen once we're gone and, and we've handed the world over to to people that are now our children or our grandchildren. And so I love that idea that we have a unique and rich opportunity with this millennial generation to really influence them. So I love that. Absolutely. And I think one of the big things is that we want them to be self-sufficient and independent thinkers, but we want them also to be able to do research and have a baseline understanding of why we, why as a, why we believe certain things. Oh yeah, and we're fighting the bumper sticker wisdom all over the place, aren't we? We absolutely are. And my big thing is that as much as I want my children to be independent thinkers, I've grown quite attached to them, so I teach them to live somewhere else if they don't really agree. Yeah, especially with the amendment. Absolutely. Well, and just real quickly, we've talked off air about the idea of rebranding the Second Amendment. What are your thoughts on that? And how would we do that? I think we absolutely have to do something. And I think it's along the lines of reevaluating how we're messaging. Mm -hmm. We have a huge opportunity with millennials. Um, Millennials right now are 50-50 when it comes to gun control. But yet, and that to me indicates that there's a huge margin that we can influence and educate Mm -hmm. and enhance their understanding of the Second Amendment and gun ownership. Mm -hmm. That it's really, despite what we're hearing in the news on the campaigns and the sensitivities of millennials, it's not a lost cause. They have a lot of characteristics that align with the shooting world. Mm -hmm. They're social. When When you go to shooting competitions, you're being social. They're free thinkers. And to me, they're not partisan. So they can understand that the Second Amendment does not belong to one party. Mm-hmm. It is a nonpartisan. It is a nonpartisan issue. It belongs to. A, it belongs to our Constitution. It's not that the Republicans own it or the Democrats own it. And I think that they can really understand and grasp these concepts. I love that. I, and I, you know, it's just something that kind of came up in a conversation, and it's really caught hold of my mind. I think I've written three blogs on it now. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so before we have to run away, please tell us uh, tell us about your blog and, and a little bit more about the D.C. Project and how people can follow your blog. Yeah, sure. So my blog is thedownrangegirl.wordpress.com. I'm also on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. And I have, there are tons of blogs out there that you the best practices of shooting. Mine will not do that. Mine are more humiliating stories and honest stories <laughs> about me not, me not uh, taking that advice. Um, so if you're looking for some humor, um, and some lessons learned, it's definitely for you. I talk about in one about how my first shooting competition, I lost to a nine-year-old. You don't hear that story very often from other people, I don't think. I love Um, it. So for the DC Project, they have a Facebook page called DC Project. If you're interested in the uh, message, um, it's great. It's a great idea. And I think that it's going to have a huge impact on the health. 
I love it. Hey, Megan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your family's uh, weekend to come on the air and talk with us about these ideas. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And I will see you in July in D.C. again. Excellent. I'm so excited. Me too. Have a great rest of your weekend. You too. Thank you again. Thanks. Hey, stick around. We still have a lot more to come. We've got our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week coming up right after this. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband and Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. The journey to retirement can be scary and complicated. For the best advice and guidance to navigate through the financial world, listen to the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4. Make sure you're not making mistakes during the planning process. Know what to watch out for and how to craft the most secure plan possible. If peace of mind is something that you want as you prepare for retirement, don't miss the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4 right here on KKNT 960, The Patriot. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. 
Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Listen every weekday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. The Seth Liebson Show, weeknights from 6 to 8 on 960 The Patriot. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And you are hearing our last broadcast from KKNT right now today. Uh, they're, they're still going to have great programming on in this spot, of course. Please keep tuning in. But don't lose track of us. Please find us at gunfreedomradio.com and click the On Demand uh, tab. Every single show that we've ever done and ever will do on into the future will be found there. And we're going to continue to be finding great guests and have awesome interviews. Uh, we're just going to be doing it from a different platform and actually, it's going to be nationwide platforms. No, it's so. going to be worldwide. I die, 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 die. <laughs> I love that. Was that, was go, that an yeah, echo? Yeah. Bring your camera. Yeah, bring your camera. Um, which is interesting because a guest that we've had on a few times, his name is Rob Morse. He was interviewed not so long ago by a, I think it was a podcast out of Germany. And he said that the, the, the interviewer, had these ideas about gun ownership that were just perfectly in line with, you can envision, whatever the most liberally leaning news organization out there is. It was like talking point for talking point. And that is really all they knew about gun ownership in America. And to this gentleman, we just, we gun people just seemed like, what's the matter with us? What are we so afraid of? And, you know, why are we so... Um, violent-minded, I think, it was kind of the, the flavor of it. And we want to be able to take what we're doing here to as large audiences as, as we can and let them see the, the real face, the normalcy of people that just want to be able to protect themselves, want to have their constitutional rights not infringed. And what an interesting... <coughs> Um, group of people that we had on today's show to talk about those ideas. I mean, when you talk about, you know, the 2AO.org and they're going out and they're fighting against discrimination that rights restriction and gun control is. And then to piggyback on that, what's going on in New Jersey, Alexander P. Rubian, and he was talking about um, the discriminatory practices that they had. And it's interesting. When I set a show up, I don't know exactly how it's going to go and what the guests are going to bring. Uh, we have a, a general idea. But for the two of them to kind of dovetail together like that, I thought was um, really interesting. And I didn't, I hadn't planned it that way. But of course, our, our theme today is who is looking out for your Second Amendment rights and how do I help? And we do want you to understand that there are people out there that are every single day, they're fighting this fight. And they do need you to help. 
you that's listening, not just Dan and I on the air, but you. So reach out to these organizations and others. There's so many great ones out there. And you know, it can be fun too. I'm starting to enjoy, well, I have been enjoying this for quite a while. Yeah, it's not just, some people are like, I don't do politics. And, you know, it's, um, you're talking with people. You're networking with people. You're socializing with people. And it it is fun and it is enjoyable. And if you have a common bond, it's very, very rich. I've I've enjoyed all of them unless I have to wear a tie. That's where (laughs) I draw my line. But, you know, you do go out, you meet a lot of politicians and and, uh, they listen and, and you meet other people there. And it is a networking thing. I highly advise you try it because it's, it is a lot of fun. Well, and one of the, th- the things we love to do on this show is our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report because it kind of gives you the why. Why do we care? You know, does it ever happen that a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun, right? And so we bring those stories, and today's is no different. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Well, today's Responsibly Armed Citizen Report comes from actually about a year ago. And we may have even talked about it before, but it definitely bears repeating. Uh, we hear the the Michael Bloomberg rights-restricting group called Every Town for Gun Safety crowd. Well, they're really misnamed to begin with because they don't have one single gun safety class in any town. But they lecture and scold and guilt people into thinking that guns are bad and wrong and telling us to leave self-defense in the hands of the police, right? We have elitists like Whoopi Goldberg making statements like, nobody needs a semi-automatic firearm, and we have smug activist journalists like Geraldo Rivera sarcastically mocking the Second Amendment as, quote-unquote, stupid, right? This man works in words, and that's his best shot, is that he calls the Second Amendment stupid, but I digress. What did uh, Forrest Gump say about that? (laughs) <laughs> what stupid is as stupid does i don't know i just I, you know i watch movies well then we have miss d all right miss d is a real live thankfully still alive woman who lives in detroit michigan miss d was sleeping it was two o'clock in the morning she's startled awake by the sound of her bedroom window breaking now i don't know how large your bedroom is but if my bedroom window's breaking, it's, it's like the glass is going to hit me. It's close, right? She looks at the window, and a man crawls inside. Then two. Then three men. Okay, and now a fourth has just come in, and finally a fifth man crash into her bedroom. Obviously, how, they got the wrong house. How... I don't know what was going on here, but how is she supposed to call 911 when she is surrounded by men standing in her bedroom? Do you think that she has the time to wait the average of 11 minutes it takes for the officers to to take the call and get dispatched and travel across town to the the location of her home? I don't think so. I, I just visioned a sign in your front of your yard saying, attention, anyone who attempts to break in my house Give me 11-minute advance notice so I can call the police. Oh, wait, never mind. I have a gun. Oh. Perfect. Boom. That's my new bumper sticker. (laughs) I like it. Dan is always making up clever, uh, catchy phrases and T-shirt phrases and so forth. So, So let's hear the newscast about Miss D. 
our news at five. Imagine five men breaking into your home. Well, the homeowner is recovering tonight, as you saw, but her family, they're furious. She fired back after one of the men shot her in the leg. This is on White Hill Street on the city's east side. Will Jones shows us her family says they have a plan if it happens again. The woman who lives here survived cancer. She didn't expect the next battle for her life to be in her own bedroom. When a group of men broke into her house, she was shot in the leg. Not safe in her own home. This woman, known by the nickname Miss D, is angry after a group of young men forced their way inside her home on White Hill on Detroit's east side and shot her. We people that just, we, we regular people, we work every day, you know, me and my fiance, we work every day, we don't sell drugs, we don't do none of that. She awoke around two this morning to shattered glass. A man pointed a gun at her face and told her not to move. And then three or four more men forced their way inside. I was able to get um, to my gun, so they didn't know I had it. So by that time, you know, then it was just um, gunfire. She was hit in the leg. Miss D believes one of the men was also shot. Three years ago, her home was broken into while no one was home. She got her CPL for protection. Her brother, Corey, is glad she was armed. He says homeowners in Detroit are ready to protect themselves from armed intruders. I don't care who doing it. I'm, I'm not calling on no races. I'm not calling on no ages or nothing like that. If you break into our home, we're going to kill you. Local 4 did some digging. Take a look at the numbers. Home and business break-ins are down 29% this year compared to this time last year. Detroit Police Chief James Craig has said publicly homeowners have the right to protect themselves. If you are confronted with an immediate threat to your safety, you never have time to dial 911. Becomes an issue of the threats here, I have to respond to the threat. And this cancer survivor did what she felt she had to do overnight to stay alive. That's the chief of police of Detroit saying that yeah. you don't have time to call 911. I love it. Wow, That's isn't that true. great? I'm, I'm, I'm shocked, first of all, that you can even get a permit in Detroit way to go that's great glad to see that they're allowing people to get permits and uh you know when she said that they didn't know that she had a gun i guess she had a leg up on them didn't she and um <laughs> well i i see what you did there dan yeah she Cause, got shot because she got leg. shot in the leg that it was up and they <laughs> oh shot my it gosh, yeah. but you know probably bad. these five four or five guys they were probably just in the wrong house they were trying trying to sneak in their own house late no. at night or no. whatever, you know. But good for her to be able to have the right to defend herself. Well, and I would like to ask Michael Bloomberg, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Geraldo Rivera, suppose that Misty was your daughter, your wife, your mother, or anyone that you care about. What do you say now? Do you still just want the police to handle it? Well, Michael Bloomberg would say something like, well, Cheryl, um, my, if it was my relative, that <laughs> if that was my relative, it wouldn't live in that area, so that wouldn't happen. Or mm. I'd have an armed police security for her all the time. Right, you exactly. Know, but us normal people right. don't have those advantages. But anyway, I, I, I would like to ask them, you know, do you still think that the Second Amendment is stupid, Geraldo Rivera? I don't think it was stupid to Miss D. I think it saved her life. Why can't we do that? How come there's no news coverage like that why you know they got Geraldo there and say why wouldn't somebody say what if that was your aunt or your grandmother well you know here's the the intellectual just... dishonesty that goes on there so Geraldo Rivera's daughter was in the middle of Paris when all of that that terrorist activity went on a few months back and he you know talked about it in certain terms 
And then we had the thing in San Bernardino. And the minute it happened, he starts blaming the guns. Right. He didn't say anything about guns in Paris. Why? Because you're not allowed to have guns in Paris. Right. So well, anyway, it's he would just probably say something double like, standards. He'd probably say something like, well, it didn't happen with my grandmother, so we can't use that as an example. But the guns are there, and we got to do something. Right. All right. Well, here we go. It is time for Dan's Tip of the Week. I always make Cheryl nervous because she asked me what the tip of the week was today, and I said, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. And I'll tell you what my tip of the week is because I had a lot of fun last Sunday going out, shooting out in the middle of the desert with the Batman gun and all that, taking all the uh, people that we took. But I was, in my heart, I was like that Indian in the old uh, commercial where he saw litter on the street and uh, his eye, he got a tear in his eye. Deep down inside, I was disgusted and hurt because that is the same area that we had a crew of a couple hundred people cleaned up last year. And I looked at that area, and there was nowhere that we could film what we were doing without seeing tons of trash in just a little less than a year's time. And so my tip of the today of the day is, if if you think you can be a responsible gun owner and you can be a responsible shooter, you also have to be a responsible cleanup person to clean up after yourselves. What? Why do you, anyone think they have a right to just go throw an old TV out in the middle of the desert and shoot it and leave it lay? Tires. Tires, yeah. There's, Refrigerators. Yeah. Boxes. You know, I saw clay pigeon stuff, and we took clay pigeon stuff out to shoot, but it's the kind that, that disintegrates. disintegrates. Yeah. So wake up. Let's, let's clean up our messes. Absolutely. I think that's a great tip of the week. You know, you, that was what I used that drill sergeant voice. Your mama does not live on the range. So right. clean you think, up after you yourself. Think you can, if you can get away with cleaning your gun on the kitchen table, do you think you can just leave all your uh, dirty patches and stuff on the table and walk away? I'm just going to go with no, you cannot. Right. right. All right. Uh, and we also had a, a great privilege of uh, a photographer for the West Valley View newspaper came out, Jordan Christian, uh, Christopher and her boyfriend, Harl. And Jordan was pretty new to guns. And she just dove right in and had a ball. And she did a great write up on us also. But uh, it was wonderful to be able to introduce someone new to firearms and give, give her a safe and fun experience. Well, it is time for us to wrap up, and I want to thank our awesome crew, our tech crew. You guys are great. Thank you for everything you do, our listeners and our guests. And we hope that you'll continue to enjoy the program in this slot, and please find us on our website, gunfreedomradio.com. And as always, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, and be good to each other. Have a great week, and God bless. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.